So we're continuing on. Maximum vision. Maximum vision. See what we can find today as we move forward, Raj. Thank you, buddy. Oh, man, what happens when you rock this one way and a hard place is the other way? <laughs> wow. Can you see double even though there's trouble? Can you see there's a, that God's going to make a way out? Oh, I believe it. Seeing double through trouble. Say that with me. Seeing through. One more time. Seeing through. That's the title of the message today. Don't you want to be able to see double through trouble? Don't you want to be able to see there's another way? God, you're going to bless me. You're going to help me. Now, I'm not trying to be kooky up here. This is, this is real life. It does happen. So let's keep looking. See what we can find. We said it last week, a very important verse in this series. The natural man, that's the one-eyed man. See, it doesn't take anything to see with one eye, to see what's going on in life. It doesn't take anything to do that. This is this. This happens. Well, that's that. And that happens. Not hard. See, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, though. There is another way to see life. It's natural, but it's also spiritual. So the natural man, the man who's the unbeliever, the man who doesn't believe God, and I'll even say there might be people that believe in God, but they don't believe God. Did you hear that? That believe God can make a way. Well, there's a God, and He's a Creator, and I believe all that, but He's picking on me. And God ain't picking on you. That's the dumbest line anybody ever said. God's picking on me. I've said it because I'm an idiot, okay? Can you imagine the God of the universe, all-powerful, picking on little old puny you? That is funny right there. Amen? Just lose that from your vocabulary. Stop talking like that. That's something the natural man says. He didn't receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. How that God can take, excuse my language, crap, and make something good come out of it. See, I believe God can do that. How many would say, not only do I believe God can do it, I've seen Him do it in my life. <laughs> Amen! See, this is how you can see life. This is called maximum vision. Not seeing like the normal man sees, the natural man. They're foolishness on it, neither can He know them because they're what? Say it with me. Spiritually what? Discerned or spiritually seen or spiritually understood. Okay? So that's what we're talking about. We're hanging this little series on that verse right there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. We've talked about that. Faith can see. And faith can see something real. Not crazy, not made up. But it, it's good for you to see that God is going to be with me. Even though I feel abandoned. Even though I feel lost. Even though I don't think I can make it. Faith says I can make it. I'm not alone. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can bear up. I can, I can make it right now today. I'm going to make it. Got it? That's what this, the, the Bible teaches us. Faith, what is it? It's the confident expectation. It isn't just like, well, I hope so. No, it's a confidence because my faith is in God. And I am confident in God. It's a confident expectation that what we hope for, not crazy mass, it ain't a wish list, no. We're talking about, I want to make it in life. I want to, I want to get back on my feet again. I, I want to succeed. I don't want to always live with the pain of the past or the trouble or the hurt that I've gone through. God is good, and I've got to believe He's going to help me. But do it with confidence. Yes or no? Y'all hear me so far? You can say faith. I got faith. But if it's not a confidence in God, you just got something you call in faith. Faith is a confidence that God is almighty. 
that God is all-powerful, that God is all-knowing, that God knows the mess I'm in, and He's big enough to help my tail through it. Amen. Say, is this how they talk in Rockingham? Pretty much, yeah, I thought so. In case you say, boy, he talks really funny and even a little crude. Well, welcome to Rockingham. I talk a lot better than I used to. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. So that's what faith is. Faith, guys, keep pushing me, Raj. This confident expectation gives us assurance about things we can't see. That's where faith comes in. It gives me assurance in my heart that I can do it. And so we talked about vision and maximum vision. I'm just sort of setting the table again for us. What is vision? It's a sense of sight. Now, that's just normal, the physical, a sense of sight. But wait a minute. It's also spiritual, though, vision, because Webster says it's a supernatural apprehension. Vision. It's vision. I can see with my one eye physically, mm-hmm. but when I open up both eyes and, and God, I'm seeing faith and I'm believing Him, I can see a future out there. I can see past the mess and I can see I can make it. Amen? Vision, vision, it's foresight. That's what we want. If we want to have maximum vision, since I belong to God, since I belong to God, I not only can see with eyes that are what, but I can also see with eyes that are what? I can do this. I can do this. That's why when you whine and you just keep telling the same old sad story, I'm telling you, you're killing your vision. It's like staring into the sun. And after a while, you're going to have some blurred vision, brother. Amen. Say, instead of whining, Lord, I want to shine for you, but I'm hurting. I can't believe that this has happened to me. I don't know how I'm going to make it. But you know what, God? You're faithful. And I'm not going to whine. I want to shine for you. Now, I feel like the shine ain't on me, Lord, but I believe you can put it there. So help me, God. That's what we're talking about with maximum vision. Because we're talking about seeing double through what? And you might say today, well, I ain't no trouble, Clark. I don't need this message. All right. All right. Just shut me off. And when your trouble comes, you're going to be pitiful. All right? Or you can listen up right now and you better just fill it up. Here's a great verse in the Bible. A great verse. A lot of people wouldn't call it great, but I sure call it great. I want you to learn it. Look at it. Here it goes. Psalm 119.71. Here it is. Say it with me out loud. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn the... What good can come out of trouble? A whole stinking lot. A whole lot of good can come out of trouble. If, it, if you humble yourself, because my brother Terry says it this way, hey, humility is a good thing. It don't matter how you get there. Amen. Say, is humility before the Lord a good thing? Yes or no? If I'm at His feet, is that a good thing? Sure it is. Well, I didn't like how I got there. Well, hush your mouth, you're there. Amen. Come on. So, look at this verse again. Say it with me. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Why? That I might learn your statutes. That I might learn I don't have all the answers. That I might learn that I've come to the end of myself. My one eye is shot. And I'm going to have to open that other eye and see you, Lord. I'm going to have to see you. I don't want to see the way I've always seen. I want to have maximum vision. Amen? I want that for my life, God. Please help me. And we all know that 
It's through tears many times that our eyes are washed clean. Through tears. You know, so crying and, and being hurt is not a bad thing. I know I'm like a broke record up here. He's making a case for trouble's a good thing. Well, isn't that what the Bible said? That's basically what that verse says. Trouble, here's plain English from that verse. Trouble has been good for me. Trouble's been good for me because it caused me to pay attention to your precepts, God. You finally got my attention now. That's a good thing, ain't it? Yes or no? Is it a good thing that God got my attention? Does it mean God did to me what happened? No. Stop talking like that. A lot of the mess we get into, we did ourselves. How many say, I did it, Pastor? I did it. But, but you know, we don't tell other people that sometimes. We should. We should. Would you just be real? Jesus called it to be salt and light in this world. He didn't tell us to dress it up. He told us to be real. Be honest. Be salt and light. This world needs other people that say, you know what, I've screwed up. And somebody else goes, you know, I have too. And then you can turn back and say, yeah, let me tell you something, though. But I found me a friend who sits closer than a brother. His name's Jesus. What? You say, I'm seeing with two eyeballs, not just one. Amen? And I'm making it through my mess, or I've made it through my mess, but it won't me because I am a mess. You see how this works or not? A little bit, little bit crazy, but I think if you hang in here, you might get it. So what do you see through trouble? What do you see through trouble? What do you see through trouble? My, my prayer for my life today is, God, help me see double through my trouble. Help me see double through my trouble. Help me not just see what the natural man sees. Help me see double. Let me see spiritually what it is in my trouble. Let me learn through this. Let me learn from you. Let me see double through my trouble. Y'all getting the, the drift now? Okay. So pay attention. The psalmist says, pay attention. Pay attention. And you can see double. Are you hearing me? It's pretty, this, is, this is fun for me. Because I've actually lived it. People tell me, my mother was murdered, sweetie. 24 years ago in Rockingham, North Carolina at 109 River Road. My stepdad, she came home from a Wednesday night prayer service. You know how they do back in the country? The night before Thanksgiving at the Wednesday night services, they'll come and they'll praise the Lord. And they'll do singing. That's what Mama did. She went home getting ready for bed. My stepdad came in and shot her six times on the night before Thanksgiving. So my family would find her dead on Thanksgiving morning. When it's a day of celebration and giving thanks, it was all premeditated, pre-planned to destroy our lives and to destroy my family. But you know what? It didn't happen. You know why it didn't happen? Because God is a faithful God. Instead of getting bitter and saying, God, you picking on Mama, you killed Mama. God didn't kill Mama. A wicked, evil man shot and killed my mother. God's the God of all comfort. He's the one who comforted the Clark family. He's the one who came along close to us. Though we could see the pain, it was blaring, it was glaring. Thank God we could see spiritually too that Mama's in heaven. Mama's with the Lord. Mama's there right now. Mama's loving this message, by the way. She loves this, I'm telling you. Absolutely. She's cheering me on today. Get him, boy! I can hear her say it. I can hear her say it! 
on. Absolutely. Come on, tell them the truth, man. I'm fine. I'm with the Lord. I'm dancing. I'm safe. He never hurt me. He never will. He loves me. Boy, you ought to see this place. You can see double if you want to. Or you can for the rest of your life say, well, I lost so-and-so, and I'm sad I can't make it. I don't want to live life like that. Y'all hear me or not? Heaven's real or it ain't. And for me, it's as real as you are in this place is today. You know why? Because pain has caused me to pay attention. Pain has caused me to see things I otherwise wouldn't see. Have I lost you or not? Say. How many relate to what I'm saying? You can understand. Good. I'm hoping I ain't talking to the wall here. This is good stuff. Even if we didn't make it any further in this message, pain and trouble has been good for me because it calls me to pay attention to your word, to your truth. Beautiful. It's through trouble that spiritual growth is activated and enhanced, guys. You can say what you want to. Oh, if I get a million dollars, I'll serve Jesus. Probably you won't do a dime's worth of nothing. You've got a better chance of serving Jesus when you just down in the floor and humble as dirt and ain't got no strength. He'll probably get more out of our tail then than ever. Amen. Say, if I could just get this one more account, if I could just do this. I'm going to tell you something right now. Spiritual growth is activated and it's enhanced during trouble. Because when life is good, we see with that one eyeball and we got the cat by the tail. But when trouble comes... Oh my gosh, we need help. Amen? And God is there going, I ever live to make intercession for you. I'm at the right hand of God the Father. The Holy Spirit, the living God, the Comforter, He is there with you and in you and able to work through you. You can do this if you want to. Amen? Wine or shine. I want to shine. The thing is, the people can't believe that when I talk about my mother, I've had many people over the years come to me and talk to me and say, how can you even do it? Because God has let me shine. Here's the way I say it. In life, we only get maybe a couple of good bullets to shoot for the Lord. What do I mean by that? I know you're flashing. I appreciate it, buddy. We only get a couple of good bullets to shoot for the Lord. For, I'm talking about our testimony. Maybe it was, you know, the way we grew up. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was when we got saved. We got our, our story. Well, what the Lord has done with my life is that, like, through the, the, the story of my mother, He's given me more ammo to prove to a world that God is real and that God is faithful and that God is alive. And people can't believe it. Or to be married 28 years. And the hurt, the hurt that I hurt, to be abandoned, to feel absolutely I'm not loved. That's horrible. But you know what? God has helped me to see double. Not Gary, this the pain that kicked my tail, amen, and humbled me and caused me to get deeper into the Word and caused me to look more to the Lord because I'm a mess. Well, look at that. God has a way of escape. Amen. Say, 
He is the deliverer. Amen? I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Amen? Are y'all hearing the message today? Amen? It's good preaching from where I come from. Amen? Come on. Good stuff. I know I'm sort of beating this thing, but that's all right. James. Book of James. You ought to get it sometime. Just read this book. When I was young, I memorized it. It helped me so much in my life. Look at these incredible scriptures. My brethren, brothers and sisters, count it all joy. The word is leap. When you fall into different trouble, leap. Yay, trouble. Knowing this, the trying of your faith is bringing patience into your life. And when patience has had her perfect work and you're becoming mature in the Lord, that you can be even more mature. You're going to be complete and you're going to see I have lack of nothing in my life because I have Him. I've been through the fire. I've been burned up. I had nothing. You can say that. And God, you were still there. That's charging hell with a water pistol right there. You hear me say, this is what God has for us. Amen or oh me. Y'all listening over here? Good? Good? How many over here? Because I look this way a lot. I'm sorry. It's warmer over here for some reason on the stage. On the stage. There's a little heater over there. But how many would say, Pastor, I get what you're talking about today. Let me see your hands if you say, I, and a lot of you I know. I know some of the pain and crap you've gone through. Amen? This is a good word for us today. Praise the Lord. So count it. Now, this is a famous quote of mine. I'm going to be really famous. There'll be a book one day. You'll see. Probably a hundred years after I'm gone. But here we go. Count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to see double. Say it with me. Count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to see. One more time, because I'm going to drive you nuts. Count it all joy when you fall into trouble. It's a great opportunity for you to see. It's just a better way of looking at life. Yes or no? Amen. And that's what our town needs. Instead of Christians that go out, well, pray for me because old so-and-so and I ain't got the money and, you know. And Well, maybe you need to go home and sell some emails. I pray to Jesus and He'll provide it. Yeah, you probably got it already in the house. Is that a whine in your way through life, guys? There's a different way to live life. Double vision. Amen? Come on. Here's what you can see through trouble when you pay attention. And we're going to walk it through now, Raj. I'll be faster now. We're going to build a little case from the Apostle Paul, from the Bible. We've already been in the Bible, though. Don't think we ain't been in the Bible. Trouble's been good for me because it caused me to pay attention to your precepts. That was worth the whole morning right there. Amen? Come on. But look at the Apostle Paul. man suffered immensely, beaten, shipwrecked. All kinds of mess happened to this man after he became a Christian. Let's look at it. If we pay attention, some good things can happen. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Here's what I can see with my double vision. When I go into trouble, here's what I can see if I'll keep my eyes open and I'll let the Spirit of the living God work in my life. Instead of God, you're picking on me. I can see this. Say it with me. God is. Man, if He really wanted to pick on you, He ain't picking on you. He's merciful to you. 
Amen. The God of all comfort. Number two, you can see this and you can say this and you can believe this. Say it with me. God is the source of all comfort in my life. Yeah, but I'm alone. You don't understand. No, here's what I know. You ain't alone. Yeah, but you don't understand. I'm not going to let you pull me into that hole with you. Into that dark spot. Into that pit. I'm not going to let that happen to me. I love you, but I don't have to crawl in the hole with you. I want to reach down. With the Word of God, I want you to get up. I know you ain't going to get up right away. I get that. But I want you to scratch and, and, and scrape and, and not be content to be in that misery. Amen, say. Because God, you're good. And I have you. Who comforts us in all our tribulation. Paul talking, but he's talking to us, guys, about the Holy Spirit. That we may be able to comfort those which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are what? Comforted of God. So, you mean, here's seeing double for my trouble. God, you're merciful. God, you comfort me. Yeah, but wait a minute, Gary. I'm going to comfort you so you can comfort other folk. See how that works, yes or no? Do you want to just be in a world where everybody whines? Say, Everybody is, oh, it's terrible. It's pitiful. You know, that's why I don't watch a bunch of news. I watch the news. I get it. But there's a certain time in my spirit I go, wham! You're killing me. There's so much good to see. There's so much good going on. Not sticking my head in the sand like a nut. No. But I'm not going to go down that hole either. Y'all listen or not? Say but that's the way I am with people, too. If people just come up negative, 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 bye, 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 bye. Amen or what? Coaches would rather have some guys on the team, wouldn't we? Listen, they might not be the best athletes in the whole world, but I'm going to tell you something right now. If they'll give it all they got and they'll believe with us and they'll hurt with us, and they'll work with us, we'll beat somebody. I'll guarantee you that right now. Amen, say. Come on. We can comfort others if we'll see double, and we'll go through our trouble. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds in Christ. Now this is a great thing. The more we suffer trouble, listen, the more we suffer trouble, the more God showers us with His comfort. Oh, I could never go through that. Well, I hate to tell you, then you're not going to get the comfort that comes through going through that. Hello. I meet with a lot of people who are suffering cancer. Lost Miss Sweet Deb. A couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning, we did her memorial service yesterday, Deb Camp. And they've come to see me different times. People will come to see me. And I'm going to tell you, the suffering that they enter into. I hate it. I hate it for them. I hate it for their family. But part of me is also, this is weird, envious because their pain, 
drives them to a place that few of us will ever go. Did that make any sense to you? To a place where I have to rely on you, God. I don't know if I'm going to live another day. I can't make it through this chemo anymore. And they rely on the Lord. Amen? That's a sort of, it's not a sick way to look at things, guys. This is a spiritual way. The world would say, Clark, you're sick talking like that. So what am I supposed to do? Just tell them, good luck. Be angry at God. Be bitter towards God. Or am I going to say, God's going to be with you. He's going to comfort you in ways that I can't even explain to you. As you believe in Him, don't give up on Him. Don't turn your back on Him, please. You hear me or not? This isn't a message that just the general everybody gets, guys. I'm telling you. This is an incredible way to live life. And whether we be afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation. Paul writing to believers, new believers, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Whether we be comforted, it's for your consolation and salvation. A lot of words there. But here's what he's saying. When we're weighed down with trouble, it's for others' comfort and salvation. I got word from a missionary in China that she had shared my mother's story on video and that people in an underground church in China were saved coming to Christ because of my mother's testimony. That's crazy. That's crazy. Guys, there's a reason to shine and not whine. Good things can come out of stuff in life. How many of you have been through mess? I mean some hard mess. In your mess, God has allowed you to talk to some other people or people in your life or your family, and you've actually helped a few people along the way. Can I see your hand? Look at that right there. That's probably 20, 30% of the audience right there. This is true, guys. Amen. If I didn't go through trouble, I couldn't help you. When we're comforted, we'll certainly be better able to comfort others, and they'll be better able to do what? That's why, guys, I'm all for listening to people, okay, for a while, and they're suffering. I get that. But if you just keep listening and listening and listening and listening without doing something, 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 it's a mess. Amen? And a lot of times they're not going to listen to us if we ain't been there and done that. Amen? Oh, I got a verse in the Bible for you. Hey, I love the Bible. But you take the Bible, those verses, and put some skin on it. Now we're talking. Amen. Come on. Our hope is in you is steadfast, knowing that as you're partakers of this suffering, so shall you be of the consolation. Paul's saying as we share trouble together, we'll also, we also will share God's comfort together. It's been such a blessing to me over my life. To be able to be with people. I do quite a bit of marriage stuff. I can't do near as much as I'd like to do. But I do a lot of marriage counseling and talking. And it's amazing that some of the struggles that people go through. And then they sit there and they listen to me. And, they, and I open up to them about some of my struggles and how I was hurt. And it's amazing. Sometimes I spend a couple, three hours with people. Because I'm having such a good time. Talking about crap. But not staying in it, how to get out of it. Amen? Had a fellow this two weeks ago came to see me, wanted to take his own life. And just after a couple hours 
I tell you what, the difference the Word of God can make in somebody when it's backed up by a testimony. And now I look at the guy and he's got a vibrancy in his face. He's got more life in him. He's got more of a will to live. That's called the Word of God, believing it and taking hold of it. Big stuff today, guys. If you're just thinking I'm boring you to tears, sorry. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, Paul writing, he writes a lot about his trouble, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much we despaired, even of life. So number eight, number eight, about seeing double, we should not hide our trouble. What will people think? You know what they're going to think? I'm not alone. There's somebody else out there that's going through the same mess I've gone through. But I'm embarrassed. How are people going to ever get help unless we start talking to them? And we don't need people talking to them that's just been seen with one eyeball. And they get together and whine and go get drunk together. Come on, man. I want to help people. I don't even see they can make it, man. So share your trouble. The church used to say years ago, well, if you talk about your past and things you did for the devil, you're giving the devil glory. You shouldn't talk about the devilish things you did. I don't give a hoot what you talk about. I think it's fine to talk about the hell God saved you from. The hole, the pit, the mess. Instead of covering it up, let them know it. Here I am, I'm nothing. And God saved my tail. I think that's a good testimony. Y'all hear me or not? Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, man. I'm almost done. Paul says we were pressed, crushed. Push me, Raj. Out of measure, overwhelmed, above strength, beyond our ability, we despaired of life. We're done with that slide, buddy. We're done. We thought we wouldn't make it through it. But you know what? Next verse goes on to tell us, we did. We did make it through it, and God blessed us. We had the sentence of death in us, but look at this verse. Look at this verse. We had the sentence of death in our life, in, a, in us, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. Say it with me. But in who? Which raises the what? You don't believe God raises the dead, do you? Let me tell you something. No, I believe when you die, you're dead. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there right now. And you go to be with the Lord. But I believe there's been a whole lot of dead raising in our lives that happens. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I mean, in my heart and my spirit, I was dead, man. I was dead as a hammer. I was dead. And God quickened me, and I'm alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Let's thank Him for His Word this morning. I've got to quit. we got communion. Amen. Come on. Woo! I forget we got communion. Amen. Let's stand on up. We're not going to be.